I told Larry, anything's forgiven except going to a ball game Saturday. And I declare, I believe that's what it is. Which uh, uh, all have seen it. Got to get him off them ball games. They uh, keep him awake at night, lose his sleep. It's hard on his heart. Amen. Hard on his heart. Keep him awake. Uh, turn over to Numbers. Numbers over in the Old Testament. Good to see each one of you. I appreciate you from the depths of my heart. Love you. Thank God for what he's done for us. I thought as we're singing and playing there, we uh, we American people are today. We get bored easy. We get uh, we get used to everything, and it's awful easy for us to get used to each other and uh, just slack up, get used to God, and just slack up. I need to be excited what God has done for me. Uh, I was introduced to the Lord a little over 55 years ago, and he's been a friend, and he's been there. He's took care of me. He's answered prayers. He's protected me. I don't need to slack up one minute. 20th chapter of Numbers. One is chapter of Numbers. <clears throat> Glad James and Ben's able to be with us this morning. <clears throat> My throat's going up and down like a yo yo. Pray for us, brothers, if we can get it out. Y'all know this story. I know uh, it'd be good for us to read it again. Don't think I've ever preached exactly this message, but if I have, it don't matter. Yeah, we'll do it over and over and over if we have to. First verse of the 20th chapter, the book of Numbers. <clears throat> and then it said, Then came the children of Israel, even the whole congregation, unto the desert of Zin in the first month. And the people abode in Kadesh, and Merim died and was buried there. I thought in that first verse, that they had death then just like they do now. And you that have had death, Maram was Moses' sister. And when you have death in your immediate family, it affects your thoughts. It affects your everyday walk of life for a while. It affects your memories. And it may even 
I found it uh, for people to get ill and fight against each other. Amen. In deaths, in families. And I, I remember I done uh, one family uh, funeral where we had to have the law, the officers came and sat through the service. And that's that's a crying shame that it's that way, but it affects us. And I believe the death of Merrim here affected Moses. And Moses had a load on him that Bill don't understand. Moses had a load on him that most men uh, have never had on him. And most people have never had uh, the load of 600,000 people and mutters and grumblers and trying to keep them something to eat and water to drink. And he said, and there was no water for the congregation. And they gathered themselves together against Moses and against Aaron. They gathered themselves together like Moses was a water maker, like he could just make water come up out of the ground. I thought the same story uh, goes on today, and we're going to find somebody to come against, to blame it on. And uh, Janice got good blaming it on me, and I've got to a point I kind of enjoy it, amen, when she <laughs> blames me, you know. I'm glad I'm noticed, amen. And it said the people clothed with Moses and spake, saying, would to God that we had died when our, with our brethren died before, before the Lord. And why have you brought up the congregation? Can't you just hear of the people every now and then? I get a phone call or every now and then I, I get a text, you know, that looks like I could have done different. And uh, the last big bad one I got, I just said, I love you. That's all I said. That's all. All I answered, because there's a lot of things, you can't do nothing about it. I thought Larry's talking about staying awake Friday night, Saturday night. Amen. Over a ball. Can you believe that? Over a ball game that somebody lost. Amen. People dying going to hell. But that's how we are. That's exactly how every one of us are. And they're going to find something wrong. It don't matter if it ain't water or why didn't you leave us down in bondage. I don't know what about you all, but I have thought a time or two in my Christian life, it was so much easier just to be a sinner. Just to be a sinner, nothing against you. You didn't know this. You didn't know that. Amen. You didn't have to get up on Sunday morning. You just broke and go on to work the next day. But I'm glad that God seen fit to save my soul and load me with a few burdens. Amen. That he loaded me with. I'm glad that God chose us to be people. Amen. That could carry the load. And it's happened all through the Bible. And he said, and fifth verse and wherefore have you made us to come up out of Egypt to bring us into the evil place it is no place of seed or of figs 
Well, bless their heart. They didn't trust in God just like we are today. I looked at this. One of the, one of the larger battles that I've had as pastor was when COVID came through. Some of y'all were sitting here today that overcome it and went on. But the initial shock of COVID and everybody hollering, they're dying and how contagious it is. And you don't need to be around nobody. And our first thought is to take care of ourselves. Our first thought ain't to think how great God is and he will take care of us. That's our first thought, every one of us. Let's shut down the church. Let's quit. Let's just go back to where we're at, and we'll be all right sitting at home. Amen. Ain't that some of our thoughts? So we ain't no different than they was in Moses' day. Said, why didn't you just leave us down there? You saved us and brought us to church. Now we're going to die of corona. Because I reckon church corona was the worst outbreak I know of, according to the world. Amen. And Moses and Aaron went forth, went from the presence of the assembly. What did they do? The load got heavy on them. Went into the assembly, into the door of the tabernacle of the congregation, and they fell upon their face, and the glory of the Lord appeared unto them. Some of this in the Old Testament totally amazes me. I thought about Lot several times, how everything was destroyed and how Lot laid with his daughters. And I know he was drunk. They got him drunk, but he laid with his daughters for the seed to be carried on. But I think God left us a mark that we don't pull that stuff no more. That's done, done with, amen. And God has taken care of it. Yet we're still in that same old category if we're not careful, wondering why Lot done this. The Bible said he was a righteous man. So there's many questions left open to us in the Bible. And he said, the Lord spoke unto Moses saying, take the rod and gather the assembly together, thou and Aaron thy brother, and speak unto the rock before their eyes, and it shall give forth the water, and thou shalt bring, bring forth to them water out of the rock, so that thou shalt give the congregation and their beast drink. What did the Lord uh, say to him? He said, gather together and speak. You and Aaron, just speak to the rock. That's a simple commandment. And I want us to get all of this. I believe sometimes God gives us a, a, spe, a special a commandment, an easy a commandment to just speak, and we ride over what God wants us to do so we can be recognized, so we can look like we have done something. I'm coming to something of the verse that's on my heart here shortly, but I want us to know that we are just man and man's uh, thoughts is continuously evil 
and we're always looking to satisfy self, to build a name for ourselves, to put another dollar in our pocket, or for us to look like a we or somebody. I believe from the depths of my heart, I've seen it. And uh, Butch and I, one time in the jail, and the boy uh, asked the devil to possess his hands that he could play a guitar. And I believe uh, people are to get recognition or turning themselves over to Satan and letting Satan have their life just for recognition and just uh, for uh, uh, more money to be recognized and to be lifted up. I believe preachers all over of the land today are recognizing their self more than we're recognizing God up today. Listen to me. Church, I'm just passing through. Amen. I'm not rooted and grounded here. I'm just passing through. I'm rooted and grounded in the Lord Jesus Christ and the Word of God. I don't need no recognition. I'm going to be moved on. Amen. To my heavenly home. I'm just uh, just a, a middle man, a spokesperson uh, for the Lord. But the Lord told me, Moses, take Aaron. said, bring all of the congregation uh, together. And what a great miracle uh, this could have been. And what great recognition uh, Moses uh, could have had if he had only listened to what God was saying. If he had only not add to the Word or take away from the Word. If he had only do what he said. And the Lord told him plainly. said, just speak to the rock. Amen. Wouldn't they think we're crazy uh, today to just go speak to the rock? But Moses had a load on him. Myron had just died. The people were, what was that word he used? C-H-O-D. C-H-O-D-E. They chode against them. They come against them. They mouth. And Moses had all of this out there on him. What I'm saying to you today, we are just people. Uh, uh, preachers are just people. Deacons, leaders in the church are just people. And we get a load just like old Moses did. And Moses had uh, the hand of God. The Bible said that Moses so saw God face to face so he I was a man of God. Amen. But he, I was flusterated. And we get flusterated. I, I heard about a preacher in our community that got flusterated just a, a while back, a short a time back. So we get flusterated. It's everything sometimes I can do. Amen. To keep myself under subjection to God. Because I want to get flusterated, get in myself. I want to change some things. It's so aggravating when you've went over a backers to hip of somebody, even family. Amen. And they rise up and they come against you and try to tear you down and want to do everything opposite from what you say. When children that you've preached to and you've handed them over money and you've wished them happy birthday and you've given them everything that you could give them and give them a roof over their head and they turn against you and go back in to the world. It's flustering sometimes when mankind sits in the house of God. Some deacons, some leaders in the church and they decide to go back into Egypt. They decide to go back into the hell holes of the world. I can't help but feel guilty 
Some was kind of talking about our church yesterday that seemed like we're dry. Amen. I said, I'm going to tell you something. Blame it on the deacons. It ain't you preacher, bless God. I ain't dry. I got a little sap left in me. God's still blessing me. I ain't got much voice and I ain't got much strength. But I'm saved by the marvelous grace of God. I still know what the Word of God is and I can't depart from it. I've got to stay with the Word of God. I don't need to beat my church down or my people down. I need to pray for them because some may be in a valley. Some may be uh, discouraged and out of heart. Uh, some may have just lost uh, their uh, their sister or their mama or their daddy or their wife has just run off or their husband has just run off or a child has went wild. Uh, amen. And we're just men. We're just people. Uh, amen. Glory to God. So Moses got stirred up a little bit. But I'm going to tell you something. It costs you when you get out from under of the hand of God. When you get flustered and walk away from what God has given you, this simple step that God told Moses and all of you have heard it preached. He said, speak to the rock and the water will come out and it'll take care of the congregation. You're talking about a gush of water that would feed water, cattle and beast and 600,000 men and women and children. You're talking about a gush of water. Amen. The supply. I believe that pump any well we got dry around here. But that gush of water that God gives up. Well, glory to God. Can I tell you that river of water of life that throw it out from under of the throne of God. God said, I am the water of life. If you'll take of me, you'll never Ever thirst, and I thought about there's been literally millions, honey, those that cross the Red Sea, of those God that are sitting in our house today, uh, of those in the church down the road, and all of those in between. God is the fountain of life. Amen. That's enough for every one of us. He's enough salvation. Amen. To excite every one of us. He's enough salvation. Utter the dead. He's enough salvation. A glory to God to take care of the drug and the drug head and whatever your need need is. He said, I am the great I. Well, glory to God. Honey, there ain't no excuse for you and I to be running dry today. There's no excuse uh, that we ain't uh, shouting the victory today. Uh, there's no excuse why we ain't excited today. It may be cancer. It may be pain. It may be aggravation. It may be agony. Uh, but we don't need uh, to get aggravated uh, with God. It's good to see you. It's good uh, to be in the house of the living God. Amen. That I don't have to die no more. I may fall apart here, but I got a brand new body. Amen. That'll never die. It's full of the living water of Almighty God. Praise His holy, holy name for what He's done for us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I thought I thought 
one that has told me that's passed away. I witnessed to him, ain't been too long, and he made fun of me, laughed at me. But it ain't that funny now. I don't care who it is. It ain't that funny now. They may laugh at the preacher. They may laugh at church. They may laugh at the members. But there's a day they'll stand before Almighty God. They'll stand before Almighty God. Man, I got a vision of this, the water coming out of that rock. Mm. They fed all them cows and camels and all those people. I've got a vision of that water flowing out from under the throne of God. That's watering every one of us. Enough spirit. Amen. Yeah. Let's see if there's enough spirit in us to raise our hands. Amen. Enough spirit in us. Amen. God likes a lively church. Amen. He likes the water. A water that stands still will stagnate and the mosquitoes will get in it. But they're moving water. Amen. It's fresh. And this is fresh. Right out from under of the throne of God. I'm getting old and I know it, Ken, but I got some fresh water flowing through my bones. Fresh spirit of God. Amen. A brand new message to me. Hallelujah. And Moses and Aaron gathered the congregation out of gather there in the night first. And Moses took the rod from before the Lord as he commanded him. And Moses and Aaron gathered the congregation together before the rock, and he said to them, They hear now, rebels, hear now, rebels, must we fetch you water out of this rock? Rebels are those that turn against the law. Rebels are those that, uh, in the Philippines, Butch, they was rebels back in that mountain, wasn't they? Because they, they defied the law. They wouldn't come under the congregation. They were robbers and they were thieves. I remember in Bogota, Colombia, we was behind bars, uh, two, two lines of bars, because it was a, uh, kidnapping capital of the world. But there was rebels in the mountains that would come down and kidnap out of Bogota. And so they were protecting us. So Moses was all stirred up. They'd muttered and grumbled at him. If they'd been praising God, he would have been up and wouldn't have been like this. But there, and this was a great thought in my mind. Miriam, his sister, had died. So he was grieved. And there the whole congregation seemed like come against him. Said, what have you brought us out here for? Here we are in trouble. We had it made down in Egypt. We was in bondage. We was in prison. But we had watermelons and we had leeks and onions. We had things to eat. And you brought us out here. And we ain't even got no water. And the man was so discouraged, and he went to God, and God said, speak to the rock, and it'll water you. It'll take care of you. Moses was so flustered, he wouldn't obey God. Every one of us have been there. Been so flustered, we didn't stay in God's will. We overstepped the bounds of God, and it's expensive. It's expensive. It's so easy to say to the rock, rock, bring forth water. 
How much easier is that than to take the rod and to go and, and smite the rock and say to the people, you rebels, you rebels. He was fighting back. That's the nature of man. God don't want us fighting against the Spirit of God. God wants us to be humble. He wants us to be an example as Jesus Christ was an example. Father, forgive them because they don't know what to do. That's what Jesus wants from me. Jesus wants more man out of me than I am. Jesus expects me to be more because I've got the Holy Ghost inside of me. There's no excuse for me to get all out of the frame. There's no excuse for me to get beside myself. There's no excuse for me to fall off the handle, cuss, rave, and snort. Why? Because I've got living water inside my body. Amen. Glory to God. Glory be unto God. And he said, you rebels. Amen. He said, here now, you rebels, must we fetch you water out of this rock? And Moses lifted up his hand, and with the rod he smote the rock twice, and the water came out abundantly, and the congregation drank, and their beast also. And the Lord spake unto Moses and to Aaron, because... Listen to this 12th verse. This is our message. And the Lord spake unto Moses and Aaron, Because ye believe me not, to sanctify me in the eyes of the children of Israel, therefore ye shall not bring this congregation unto the land which I have given them. The word said, God said, because you believe me not to sanctify me in the eyes of the children. That's the message on my heart. To sanctify is to be godly or to praise him or to lift him up. And I see we have dancing, mountain, praise services. But are we lifting up God? We have sometimes wham, bam, rock and roll music with God's name in it. But are we praising God? He said plainly to Moses and Aaron, he said, you didn't sanctify me. He said, you believe me not. You didn't think you could just speak. You had to call them rebels and hit it with your stick, your rod. And you didn't sanctify me. I should every day. And Satan beats me down. said, don't tell your testimony. They've heard it thousands of times. I need to sanctify God. Neighbor, I was laying in the floor on alcohol lost use of my legs, crawling, crawling like an animal. <laughs> In 1968, 26 years old, and the Lord saved my soul. Pick me up. Put me on my feet. 
And I want to sanctify the Lord in it. Amen. Ever since then, he's given me Hallelujah. holy water. <laughs> Cleansing water. Nobody's got sick, failing, getting old. But when I sanctify the Lord, I get sanctified myself. God lifts me up. God blesses me. And he takes care of me. Oh, he's still using us. I praise his holy name. But he said to Aaron, to Aaron, and to Moses, he said, you didn't believe me. And you didn't sanctify me in front of the children of Israel. How about it today? It ain't just my job to sanctify God in front of the people in Low Gap. It's our job or wherever you're at. At the cafe, at the store, whatever it takes to get somebody's attention. You can't talk to everybody. Some of them ain't got no sense. You can't talk to them. But when God lets you talk to them, talk to them. Tell them one more time about Jesus. Do you care if I give your testimony? There's a man in Westfield, and they about run him out of his church. He was aggravating, I'll have to admit that. But it was raining the first time I ever met him. And he was out in the rain, and I was in a state truck. And he said, have you got time to hear my testimony? I said, if you won't stand in the rain, give me your testimony. Pour it to it. He talked about 30 minutes in the rain running down, and I found out later, you know, he, he wasn't hushing church and giving nobody else a change. But I enjoyed his testimony, and it showed me he had something real, and Satan was trying to overload him, bring him down, cause him trouble in the church. I know we can't, one man can't testify the whole service, every service. I know that, but we can give our testimony. I was working. I had time to listen to his testimony. If he'd done every car that come down the road like that, that was good. That would be good. But he said, Moses and Aaron. Moses and Aaron. Because you believe me not to sanctify me in the eyes of the children. You know why the church world is like it is today. We've sanctified everything but the Lord. We've sanctified our house, our cars, our jobs, but we ain't sanctified the Lord. The lack of knowledge, the lack of knowledge. I'm going to let that go. But we lack knowledge because we rejected knowledge. We love part of the Word of God, but the whole Word of God cuts us. So we ain't going to have, we ain't going to take all of the Word of God. Let me jump over here to... About the 23rd, 24th verse. 23rd. And the Lord spake unto Moses and to Aaron in Mount Hor, 
by the coast of the land of Edom, saying, Iron, listen to this, said, Iron shall be gathered unto his people, for he shall not enter unto the land which I have given unto the children of Israel, because ye rebelled against my word at the water of Merib, at the water of Merib. And it says that Moses took him up on the mountain, stripped him of his clothes, and gave his priestly clothes to his son. And it said over in, in the 29th verse, And when all the congregation saw that Aaron was dead, they mourned for Aaron thirty days, even all the house of Israel. Thirty days. And the Lord told them, because you rebelled against me, you will not get to lead them across the Jordan into the promised land. And the people had, had chowed against them. They had murmured against them. They had come against them. Ain't that just like we are today? I remember, I remember, sister told me I was smart at it, but that I ain't. And she just got plumb down. She just got plumb down at her sister's funeral. And I said, if you'd done more for her when she was alive, it wouldn't have been as hard now. That's right. Amen. Amen. So that's, that's kind of the shape that they were in. And there are the people. How many days did it say? 30 days. The funeral for Aaron. I bet there's a lot of them people, you reckon, repenting. I read this in history. I, maybe in one of the Bible histories. And I don't know the time, but in, in a few short weeks, the children of Israel could have went from Egypt and crossed the Jordan into Jericho. Some of you may look it up and know, but it wouldn't have took long. But there they were 40 years. And they went up here a while. They went down there a while. And I just read this in history. But somewhere around Kadesh Barnes and in the wilderness of Zen, they stayed in that place like 38 years out there in the desert because of rebellion. Y'all look at it by just some history I saw. So they wasn't traveling all that time. But there they were with no water. The food wasn't great. They'd forgot the shoes didn't then go bad on their feet. They forgot. They forgot the hardship of bondage in Egypt. They forgot how God rolled back to the Red Sea. How they came through on dry ground. They forgot about looking back where God whipped their enemies. I'm going to tell you, I laid there in bed the last night or two, and I thought how God has whipped my enemies, my, my cussing, my alcoholism, my drunken stupors, how God has helped my, my temper, how God has took care of enemy after enemy after enemy in my life. And then when things 
kept me awake and aggravated me and bothered me to a point I thought I can't go on. God took care of it. You know, today, Scotty, my boy Scotty, Janice's boy Scotty, is 60 years old. That's a total miracle. I don't know, I don't know many that's been through what that boy has been through. The amount of drugs that he's took time after time in prison. Missed the bullet time and time again. So I'm going to glorify God. I'm going to give God praise. At 6.30 this morning, he just wilder than a bug. But I'm going to give God praise. Amen. Amen. These that die without Jesus, hails their home. Hails their home. It's awful, church. I'm going to tell you, we get so self-willed. You know, I believe for just a short time there, Moses, I believe he, he forgot. I believe he forgot what God had done for him. I believe he let the people. Let me read to you. I started out in Deuteronomy with a message, a hunting a message, and I ended up Ended up over numbers. But Deuteronomy 1 and 37. And the Lord was angry with me, that's Moses, for your sakes. He was angry at me for your sakes, saying, Thou also shall not go in hither. And he went on to tell him that Joshua would take his place. He said, Joshua, tell Joshua, help Joshua, show him what he needs to do. And the people, let me read this first, in the 28th verse of Deuteronomy 1. And whither shall we go up unto our brethren? Have discouraged our hearts, saying, The people is greater and taller than we. The cities are great and walled up. The heaven, and moreover, we have seen the souls of Anakims there. They were giants. Amen. And we'll go, we'll go jump over to uh, Deuteronomy 3. These new pages, these old fingers. Deuteronomy 3 and 25. Listen to this. And Moses here is who is talking about 3 and 25. And he said, I pray thee, let me go over and see the good land that is beyond Jordan, that goodly mountain and Lebanon. 26, but the Lord was wroth with me for your sakes and would not hear me. And the Lord said unto me, let it suffice thee, let you be satisfied thee. Speak no more about me of this matter. The Lord said, don't keep praying to me about you crossing over. I've done said you ain't going to cross over. And he said, Get thee up unto the top of Pisgah, 
and lift up thine eyes westward and northward and southward and eastward and behold with thine eyes for thou shalt not be go over this Jordan but charge but charge Joshua and encourage him and strengthen him for he shall go over before this people and he shall cause them to inherit the land which thou shalt see. So we abode in the valley over against Bethpore. So can you see that it, God told him, said, don't even pray anymore to me. He said, there's, there's no point in you praying. He said, you might as well I'll just be satisfied with what you got. Deuteronomy 4 and 21. I know I'm a little lengthy, but I want to get this. Furthermore, the Lord was angry with me, and he says it again, for your sakes, and swear that I should not go over Jordan, and that I should not go in unto that God good land which this Lord the God giveth thee for an inheritance. So God told them there ain't no use to pray about it. There ain't no use to keep talking about it. Amen. You're not going over. Psalms 106. Psalms 106, 32 33. They angered him also at the water of strife. That's Marab. Also that it went ill with Moses for their sake, because they provoked his spirit, so that he spake unadvisably with his lips. That's Psalms 106. So this is telling us today to be careful. I might discourage a man by telling him there was giants over there. You can't win this battle. You can't whip this. You can't win this fellow to the Lord. You can't preach to them. There ain't nothing going to do them any good. And you can get totally aggravated. Aggravated. First Peter 3 and 15. I'm just about done. Yeah. Bless him, brother. Appreciate you. Amen. There's my real voice back. First Peter three and fifteen. And it says, But sanctify the Lord God in your heart. Lift up the Lord God in our heart. And be ready always to give an answer. To every man that asketh you a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear, having a good conscience, that whereas they speak evil of you as an evildoer, they may be ashamed that falsely accuse you, your good conversation in Christ. I thought about 30 days there worshiping 
30 days uh, of mourning, irons, passing, amen. Uh, I believe they begin to think this must have been a good man, even though he, he didn't do like we thought that he should. Water, water came out of the rock, and we're living. I'm going to go to Corinthians 10, and I promise you I'll quit. First Corinthians 10. I'm going to give you a minute to get there, and I'm going to quit right here. I thought about Moses, and y'all know he was 80 when he started, and 120 when he got there. And the Lord told him, said, go up on Mount Pisgah. And, and he told him, every direction. He said, Moses, look in every direction. You can't go there, but you can have Joshua, and he's going to lead the children. And I bet Moses' mind went back. And he thought, if I'd only spoke to that rock instead of smiting that rock. How about it, church? If I'd only done what God wanted me to do. If I'd have just spoke and not took it into my own hands. If I hadn't called my brothers rebels. But Moses all the way through blamed his anger on the people. They provoked him. He said, for their cause, God won't let me cross Jordan. Because of those people. Because of they. Have you heard that 9,900 times? I'm not going to church because that one's there. That one leaves and that one still don't come. I come to church to sanctify the Lord, to lift up His name, to praise His holy name. I know I'd have been in hell today if it hadn't been for Jesus. You know, sometimes I don't feel like going. Sometimes I go straight home, go to bed. But I've come to sanctify my Lord. Has everybody found 1 Corinthians 10? I'm going to read the first five verses and get out of the way. I love the Lord. He's been good to me. Oh, He's took care of me. Moreover, brethren, first verse, the tenth chapter of 1 Corinthians. Moreover, brethren, I would not that you should be ignorant how that all our fathers were under the cloud and all passed through the sea. There wasn't nobody left out. And he said they were all baptized unto Moses in the cloud and in the sea. And he said, and they did all eat the same spiritual meat. The same plate has been passed out to each one of you today. It had the same spiritual meat. And the portion is exactly the same that God has passed out 
to each one of us. But some said, I'm not going to have that. I'm not going to receive that. I'm going to eat from that plate, and I'm not going to drink from that fountain. And he said, all did eat the same spiritual meat, and did all drink the same spiritual drink, for they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them, and that rock was Christ. Amen. So was Christ in the wilderness. He said they all drank from that same spiritual rock. Neighbor, there wasn't no water, nowhere else. There wasn't any wells. There wasn't any springs. There wasn't anything. And can I tell you, when we come down to this place to drink of this spiritual rock, Jesus Christ, there's nothing else that will satisfy our thirst. Nothing else will take care of us. So he said, every one of the brethren, the beasts, the animals, the birds, everything, drank of that same spiritual rock. And neighbor, that water that came out of that rock was Jesus Christ. The same one that you and I are drinking out of today. The same fountain that you and I are drinking from today. And he said, but with many, the fifth verse, but with many of them, God was not well pleased, for they were overthrown in the wilderness. They were overthrown in the wilderness. May God add a blessing to the reading of his word. The one book that I was studying there, and that 38 years around uh, Paran and uh, and Kadesh Barnes, and that 38 years, they said they just stopped. They just stood still till all the old folks died out because those, it didn't take them long after this to get on over and cross the Jordan from 20 years old and under. Moses couldn't go because he simply just wouldn't speak to the rock and pitched his little fit with his rod. I'm not telling you there that Moses ain't in heaven. But you think about a whipping that Moses took as he stood on Mount Pisgah and seen all the beauty, the land flowing with milk and honey that had come 40 years through the hard times, the hardships, the thrashings and the beatings, and then he couldn't go over. I believe it's a great example for us. You may have started 20 years and fought the battle, but where are you today? Amen. Oh, we're still drinking from that spiritual rock, Christ Jesus. If you will get a song.